Welcome to the Lakeside Baptist Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed as you hear the Word of God today. For more information regarding Lakeside Baptist Church, please visit lakeside.asn.au. Well, I'm, yeah, I got my hammer up here. I'm so excited to be here. Um, when Anthony first asked me uh, to talk this morning, um, I was like, mate, I'm not a preacher. I, I've never been up here before. So um, I actually went home to my wife and was like, man, you know, I told Anthony initially, no, I don't think, think I want to do this. But uh, she's like, ah, oh, Jack, are you just being passive? Are you living in fear? And I was like, nah, you're right. I need to do it. So uh, my wife talked me into it a little bit, uh, but really excited to be here and a little bit nervous because I've never done this before. So thank you for, for bearing with me. And I look forward to just um, sharing with you guys kind of what I've been learning um, and before we jump into it, I'm just, uh, oh, I just want to say, too, um, really looking forward to our SBL season. Um, this season, we got some of our guys here. It's now going to be the NBL One West. Uh, we started training this week. We got Coach Dave back, a lot of really talented players. We're still looking to sign one big man who can rebound the ball really well. Um, I haven't, I won't name any names, but um, there's a guy, he's actually in this congregation who uh, is Australia's all-time leading rebounder. He's president of the lightning. His name rhymes with crew, but I won't say his name. Uh, but we're looking to sign him. No pressure, though. So um, there's that. All right. Before I jump in, let me turn this thing on. How do I turn this thing on? On the side there. Oh, there we go. Boom. All right. I'm just going to pray before we jump in. Dear Lord, just thank you this morning. Uh, just I pray that your, your presence would be with us, God. Thank you for your word, for the opportunity to, to learn uh, from you, Lord, from your word, from friends. Um, I just pray again that your Holy Spirit would be present, um, and, and then we just thank you for who you are and everything you've uh, provided for us. Um, help us to, to learn and receive your message and uh, continue to, to love one, each, one another and to love you more and more. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to start with a little story, a little illustration before we get rolling. Um, Back in 2018, I was actually playing in a basketball game right here um, against Geraldton. And it it was a competitive game, first, uh, I think it was first or second quarter. And I was actually going up for a layup on this ring right here. And uh, it just happened to be, I had a defender right on my back. And as I went up, I came down and my foot got stuck and the defender landed on the back of my leg. And it ended up being a pretty gruesome injury. I went down. I actually heard, heard my leg crack and, um, and my ankle dislocated. And it shocked me. And it, it was honestly the most physical pain uh, that I've ever been through in my life. And so um, I was on the ground and um, the, the ambulance came and, and they were trying to get me um, just to move and to get under the ambulance. And there was so much pain um, that I actually had to use this thing they have in Australia called the green whistle. I don't know if you've heard of the green whistle. We don't have it in America, but um, that's, it's good stuff. It, it, it knocked me out. Um, and so we get to the hospital, and uh, the doctor's like, whew, you've done a doozy. Your, your ankle's fully out, and you fractured your fibula. Um, we're going to need to put your ankle back in place. We're going to have to knock you out for that because it's so painful. And in the morning, you're going to have to have emergency surgery. And so uh, finally we get to the hospital. I've got some photos here. Um, and, and there's uh, me with Siobhan, who was an absolute champ that day, and um, basically uh, gave me this really, the hard news that, hey, you're probably not going to be able to run, uh, let alone play basketball for another 12 months. And that was really painful news. 
and really difficult to hear. But once I was able to kind of soak in that reality, I was actually able to start to heal. And um, I think the main point here is that sometimes uh, we're, well, I think we're all broken, but I think God wants to heal, heal all of our brokenness, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual um, brokenness, specifically um, through friends who want to share those transformative truths with us that say, hey, this is where you are, this is where you're going to get to. So just a quick, quick overview on, um, on Proverbs. You guys, uh, Shane and Brandon, have done a great job already preaching, but just a quick, quick overview. And, and as I was studying, I learned a method back in college of just how, when I first became a Christian, how to read the Bible uh, and the acronym. There's going to be a few acronyms today, but the, the, the acronym is OIA. So when you read the text, uh, I just went through it and said observation. Okay, what, what is it? What's a proverb? Interpretation is the I. So what does it mean? And then A, application. How can we live it out in our daily life? And so um, I had a mentor of mine share that with me, and that's been really helpful. <clears throat> so proverb. So uh, it comes from um, the Latin root proverbium. It's a short, well-known saying containing a wise thought. All right? It's a simple, concrete, traditional saying. You guys all know what a proverb is. Um, synonyms will be adage, av- aphorism, or saying. Um, and so it's something um, easy to remember so that we can uh, basically live it out uh, in our daily life. All right, so observation. So here's the, the scripture we'll be looking at. It's Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So as I was reading this, I discovered a footnote uh, that says actually, in the Hebrew language, it actually says the word man is countenance, which means um, it could stand for the face or the personality or actually the soul of a man. And so as this this scripture talks, um, just keep that in mind that um, it's comparing iron sharpening iron to a man sharpening another man. Some other uh, verses, um, I think it's, it's helped me to learn as I read the Bible to look at different, uh, different types of uh, scripture uh, of the same verse and different versions. So another version says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Another version is, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. As iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens the wits of another. You use steel to sharpen steel, and one friend sharpens another. And my favorite, the Amplified Version, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. So the Proverbs um, is using metaphor here. It's comparing um, iron to iron and, and man to man. And so I think uh, as I was reading the Proverbs, I was discovering there's a lot of use of metaphor. And so Solomon, the author here, what he's trying to do is trying to get us to compare, okay, how, how is iron sharpening iron similar to a man sharpening a man? And um, this is, this is a, a key, key thing here. So I asked the question then, what, what describes iron? What, like, what is the significance of iron here? And what I learned is that... Um, 
So iron, um, iron is a, is a heavy metal, um, and it would be used by blacksmiths. And so they would use it to forge, they would forge it, and then and use it to um, create these tools. You had uh, kitchenware, edged weapons, um, you had uh, jewelry they would make this, with this stuff. And so they would heat it up, and, and they would use a hammer similar to this one, and uh, there would be all these dull edges, and they, they'd bang and bang and bang and, and bend and cut until they finally got, uh, got the, the piece of iron to be in the shape uh, that they wanted it to be in. I think a key here, too, is, is the blacksmith would always have an intended purpose for that tool. Um, and, and the same way all of us have been created with purpose, um, we, have, we have purpose and God wants us to live a certain way and he's, he's created us in a, a way that um, we're actually his image bearer. And so um, I think for me, uh, what this looks like is um, we're, we're to be sharpened, we're to, to get with other men who, who sharpen us and to get with other men who we can be sharpened by. Um, another thing I just wanted to bring up quickly is that um, in this life, uh, we, we are precious. We're made in God's image. Um, and so we have this immense value. And, and Shane touched on this last week, which is awesome. And at the same time, we, uh, we live in a world that's broken. And it's not hard to see that. We can see it with coronavirus. We can see it on a larger scale. And we can see it on a smaller scale in our own heart, in our own mind. I know, I know I have a lot of brokenness in me. And so we, we have this, um, this brokenness. But in that, in that tension, all right, we have hope. So I just want to take a look at Philippians 1.6, which says, I'm convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. So we have hope that, that God's completing a work in us, that we're not finished. Uh, we are uh, kind of his masterpiece. Um, and, and the way uh, that God uses uh, friends is to, is to sharpen us and to create us into uh, the person he's, he's designed us to be. Um, again, this, so this process is, is called sanctification. So it's a slow, painful process of being made holy. All right, it doesn't happen overnight. In the same way that iron right, is not sharpened with one, one hit of the hammer, but it's over and over and over again. And so it's, it's this process of um, slowly being refined. And sometimes we have big, kind of ugly edges that we need shaved off, and sometimes it's smaller, fine-tuning um, that we need to, to change. So this process takes deliberate action on our part. And Proverbs emphasizes the importance of choosing our friends wisely and then how we communicate and speak within those friendships. Uh, a lot of you may have heard, you know, uh, a saying that, that I've heard a lot is, um, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Who we're spending time around right, is in influencing and impacting us all the time. So I just want to take a look at a couple verses around uh, Proverbs, in Proverbs 27. Verse 27, 6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So now getting into the weeds kind of of how we communicate with our friends. I think this, this top verse is saying um, it's, it's better to have a brutal truth told to us by a friend than be flattered by uh, someone we don't know, by a stranger. So actually inviting, inviting those 
difficult truths. And it's a tricky one, and it involves a lot of trust that has to be in place. Um, Proverbs 27, 9, perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. And so we see part of friendship, part of the gift of friendship, is this giving of advice. And that's actually the, the pleasantness of it. And I just want to share a quick story on that. I was uh, meeting with Pastor Stu um, when I had just become a Christian, this guy, Pastor Stu, uh, and I would meet at Chick-fil-A almost on a weekly basis when I was in college. And um, I told Pastor Stu, you know, like, I've committed my life to Jesus. I want to start growing and, and learning. And he knew that, and he was committed to keeping me accountable. And so I came to him. I was like, Pastor Stu, I've, I've been hanging out with this girl, obviously, before I met my wife. And um, I'm like, I think she's going the opposite way, man. And he goes, look, he pointed me to some scriptures very gently in the Bible. And so he said, man, I, I think you need to flee this situation because I, I know who you want to be. You've told me. And it's my job to love you as a brother and say, hey, go the other way. It's your choice, but go the other way. And that heartfelt advice um, led to freedom and, and it was an absolute blessing and absolutely something I needed at that time in my life. So what, what does this look like for you? I think it means that it, it's in our best interest to keep an open channel for friends and loved ones who we trust to speak the hard truths into our life, to also speak encouragement and life and love, but, but when there's a time to speak that, those hard truths and to, to shape us and to sharpen us, um, and on the other hand, for us to sharpen, sharpen others um, out of a heart of love. So I just want to share one thing. I think um, this has been a particular challenge for me um, is to share the hard, brutal truths. I think I'm, I'm such a people pleaser and I, I want to be liked so badly that sometimes I actually withhold kind of the brutal truths with friends and out of a fear that I might hurt them or they might see me in a certain way. So I, I'm no, by no means saying do this. I'm saying I, I struggle with this. But I think this is what the word uh, of God wants us to do. Um, the reason why is, is we all have this. We all have a blind spot, all right? We all have blind spots. We all have things we can, we can sharpen. Um, and if you notice, there's a little blind spot indicator on that, uh, that side of your mirror. And I think this is, this is sort of what God wants us to do in friendships. I think, I think as, as good friends, we were able to say, hey, you know, there's, there's a car coming right behind you. Don't turn right here. Uh, you're going to crash. You're going to burn. And, but it's, it's ahead of time. You're getting ahead of, ahead of it. And so um, I just, just want to confess that, that man, I, I really struggle with that, so I'm, I'm with you in this journey. Um, but we all, we all have these blind spots. And uh, one other thing is I think today's culture, I've noticed I, I can be guilty of this, is there's such a, a culture that values tolerance rather than standing up for truth. And, and so I think the reality is it's, it's, a, it's a challenging thing because I, I want to stand up for truth in a loving way, but sometimes I, f I feel there's going to be consequences, uh, and I don't want to step on people's toes. So I think that's where we do have to be careful and, uh, and be wise about what we share and, and with who we share. But finding those people that you trust and love and, and can be open with and, and sort of take off those masks that we all have on and just be open. <clears throat> I 
I want to go to, to another story uh, with, with Coach, Dave, Dave, Coach Dave, actually. Um, so prior to coming to Australia, I, I played a couple of seasons in the UK. I played in Spain for one season. And, and in particular, I had one coach in Spain who um, first day of training, I got there. And obviously, I don't really speak a lick of their Spanish that they speak over there. I speak some of the Mexican Spanish. But um, I'm standing in the back of the line watching the drills. Practice is going great. Um, we, get, we do a, a traditional practice. You have uh, some skill work, some, some shooting, some passing, some ball handling, and then running through our offensive sets, which may need, mean nothing to you. That's okay. Then we got to the part where we scrimmage, and we just go up and down. And uh, I, I was being pretty passive and, and looking to be a good teammate. You know, I, I wanted my teammates to like me, right? I have this, have this challenge. And so I turned down a few open shots, and um, I keep getting this look from Coach Arturo, um, and then finally I get one open shot, but I, I pass it to a teammate, and Arturo goes, Eisenberger, you're the American. Shoot the ball. <laughs> now, I left out a few colorful uh, swear words in English and um, Spanish, I think, but um, that, that, was, that was really hard to hear, and I got the message, but it wasn't in a way where I felt loved or, or there was trust or, or respected, um, and so... Uh, fast forward to Lakeside, and I'm playing for Coach Dave, and I have the same challenge, uh, a little bit passive, a little bit caring too much about trying to get my teammates involved instead of just being aggressive and using the gifts that God's given me to, to help our team. Um, and Coach Dave just put his arm around me and said, brother, I love you, but you're being way too passive. You're here to score the basketball. And he goes, it's, it's not only in basketball that that passivity um, is, is going to hurt you if you live in that way. It's also as a man that you say you want to be, as a husband that you say you want to be. You need to live into the assertiveness that, that God's called you to. And he's done it in such a way where he, it's loving. He's met with me regularly to help me work through it. And he's someone who sharpens me um, all the time. And so, ooh, I'm going to get emotional just talking about it. But um, so there's this, this love and trust that, that we have. And because of that, he can share the hard, brutal truths that are, that are difficult to hear sometimes. So point there, also, it's, sometimes it's not um, what you say, it's how you, how you say it. All right, not long to go now. All right, just quickly want to talk about um, a, a book I read this last year um, that I think correlates with this message. It's Good to Great by Jim Collins. They did a, a five-year study um, to distinguish um, comparison companies. What made companies go to great and excel at that level for 15 years versus their comparison companies to drop off? In the same market, same exact product, what, what changed? And one of the distinguishing factors when they researched and asked the employees um, all, all these different sorts of factors, one, one key conclusion was this. The successful companies, the great companies, created a climate where truth is heard. And so that he gives these practical things that the employees um, did um, and that we can take away uh, to, to have this climate again where truth can be heard in a healthy way. So one, lead with questions, not answers. This sets the tone for the conversation. It also, when we ask a question, it invites the other person to, to do the same. We become a mirror, and they start to ask questions as well. And that's how we engage in, in healthy dialogue. Uh, two, engage in dialogue and debate, not coercion. So 
this is saying we can't make anybody change, right? We can share uh, out of love where someone might need to change their life or what they might need to do, even encourage and love, but we cannot coerce or change anybody. Um, but to have these, these heated debates, and it was common, they said in the research, that these companies would have uh, heated debates, um, healthy conflict, fiery discussion, but it was in an effort to grow the company. It wasn't to call anybody out. And so I think that's the key here is we want to um, share with people out of love so that they want to grow and not in a way where we're trying to call them out or, or be better than them or anything like that. Third, conduct autopsies without blame. So this is literally just opening up, looking, looking into the, the deep stuff of our heart without judgment, but just saying, hey, how can we learn? How can we get better? We're not here to blame. We're here um, to grow. And then build red flag mechanisms, lastly. So we all, we all tend to know kind of stuff we struggle with. Um, might be, have some blind spots, but uh, when we know, share that stuff openly with a brother or a sister that you trust. Um, one thing I was taught, acronym again, I was taught HALT, the poor decision zone. So anytime that uh, we, we become uh, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, we enter this poor, poor decision zone. And so um, I know uh, myself, I, I tend to make poor decisions, even in a basketball game. When I'm tired, uh, I tend to turn the ball over a little bit more. Um, but just call a brother and say, hey, I'm feeling this way. Um, please be praying for me. Uh, can we chat, grab a coffee? That's halt. And then just to finish up, um, just a, a real practical, uh, practical piece of wisdom from this uh, scripture is iron, I-R-O-N. So number one, identify. Identify who's a, a brother or a friend or a sister in your life um, that sharpens you or that you can be sharpened by, all right? Who's someone um, who you have that trust established? Maybe you need to establish trust with someone and meet with them regularly. Or reach out. Reach out to them. All right, make the connection. Can you grab lunch? Can you grab a meal with them? Even this week, maybe there's a person that, that God's put on your heart or mind. Um, can you reach out to that, that person? Oh, open and honest communication, right? We all have masks. Um, I know I do want to look a certain way in front of people, um, but we all have masks. So who's someone you can take, take the mask off? Just be yourself. And then end, nourish, all right? Can you get with that person regularly? Can you connect with them regularly uh, so they know how you're doing and you know, you know how they're doing? One of my favorite things is on a Thursday uh, some of the SBL guys uh, and Coach Dave and myself get together. And sometimes we talk life. Sometimes we talk about uh, what the Bible has to say. But just getting together regularly, you get, you get a feel for how other people are going. And it doesn't take but about 30 days until you know other people's insecurities. And so uh, there's no reason to hide it, right? Just, just be open and share because uh, then, then you're going to grow. I'm just going to finish in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much uh, for your word. Lord, thanks for, for teaching, teaching me and teaching us through, through your word. God, I just pray uh, that we would sharpen one another. Lord, that we would be intentional with who we spend our time around, uh, who's sharpening us and who we're sharpening. God, ultimately, we know uh, you love us and um, we're so thankful for that, that we have this immense value. And thank you for sending your son, Jesus, uh, to die for our sin, Lord, um, and to give us new life. Uh, I pray that you would increase all of us in faith and uh, continue to be, to be blessed throughout our day. And I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.